Hi there, traders. Thank you so much for joining us here at Trade Delicious. We're super excited to get the ball rolling with a new guest you know and love very much so. He has been trading for the past few years now. He started off as an options trading trader, trading crazy products like oil in 2020 and less so crazy products like sugar. But he has incredible experience. He's run a collection of different trading rooms. He's the head of trading and risk management for both the Fibers Group and Trade the Pool. It is my honor to introduce to some and present to others the razor sharp Ruben Atabol. Ruben, how you doing, my friend? Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I'm happy to share, uh, you know, uh, some experience I had. Uh, and again, I'm happy to, uh, to discuss with you today. Thank you, brother. So I, I wanted to start things off. You know, I've looked at a lot of your different trade rooms, whether that be for the Fivers or for Trade the Pool, for us here at Trade Delicious. And I love the way that you talk through and about your strategies. But it's obvious that you have a lot of experience. So for those that are beginning out there, how did you start building your strategies? How did you start building the main strategy that you use? Um, again, let's start. Uh, when I start trading, it was a way different way than maybe most of you guys uh, will start. I start, like you say, trading options, which is a completely different way of trading. Generally, when you trade option strategies, you don't trade the direction of the price. We won't enter today into you know uh, uh, complexity of options uh, strategy, which is most of the time focused on volatility and implied volatility. But but I was not trading the direction of the price. I was trading the the, the option pricing uh, and use different strategies. And sometimes I was not exposed to the direction of the price. I was focused on something different. And this is where I take, let's say, all the um, the tools and the strategy that I use today in, you know, directional trading, which can be Forex, can be commodities, can be indices. And this is how I take all uh, the, uh, the tools uh, that I use today. Um, so what, do, let's say, uh, generally speaking, the tools I use today, uh, I have actually two tools. One is a volatility indicator because I very used to trade the volatility when I was an option trader. So I'm all the time, in touch with the volatility, uh, which is uh, um, a factor very important for me in my decision. Uh, the second um, type of indicators is a momentum. So I want to know if we are in a big or low momentum according to the volatility. This is the two um, factors that I use for trading. And if you, you want to dig a little bit uh, deeper into which um, uh, um, tools I use is Bollinger Bands which is the volatility indicator, and the stochastics, which is the momentum indicator. When you combine the two things together and you have a little bit of knowledge in analysis, uh, the chart itself, with supply, demand, and, uh, and trend line, and, and, um, and, um, and you know, support, resistance, uh, Fibonacci, you can use a lot of different tools to apply uh, to, to my execution. So this is what I use uh, nowadays uh, in trading. That's fantastic, man. And I've used Bollinger Bands for years myself, so I definitely understand the value of that. That actually brings me right into my next question. So you talk a lot about volatility. You talk a lot about the VIX during your trading sessions. I do the exact same thing. Obviously, the, the VIX is at low, low, low lows at the moment. Yeah. How do you change your strategy 
based on the level of volatility. Because right now, let's face it, we're in the middle of summer. There's not much in the way of liquidity or volatility. A lot of traders are on vacation and things are a little tougher right now. Yeah, agree. Um, uh, the VIX is at one of the bottom level. I think today, especially today, the VIX is a bit uh, going up, uh, you know, which, which yeah. makes sense generally when you see the VIX, uh, uh, you know, it generally will go up very quickly and then slowly, slowly it will get down. So this is what we tend to see in options as well when, when the, the volatility is, is, uh, is, is quickly going up in one side slowly, slowly the volatility get back to the mean. And this is also one of the theory I use. I use the, the mean theory, which is the reversion, which is something also very known. Uh, you can use it in, uh, in, in medical, uh, you know, when you, when you see the, the earth rate uh, of, uh, of, of a human being. Generally, the, it tends to go back to the mean. And this is also my main theory when I trade. Talking about the volatility recently, um, I think this, uh, this give me a lot of opportunity. Um, in the sense that if I see a strong movement in one side after a news or even after we break a support or after we break a big zone and we have in a short amount of time a big movement in one side, I'm expecting at some point the market to go back to the mean. In opposite to when we have a very low range, okay, when the market is, is slowly, slowly going down, which means it takes a lot, a lot of time, I say, okay, I should be a little bit more cautious here because the mean is also going down uh, along with the market. So this is how I identify the volatility at, at this day. Um, and this is how I, I take opportunity most of the time. I hear you, man. And, and, and when you're talking about the mean, what do you use for the mean? Are you looking like a 50-day EMA, a 200-day? Or does it depend on the kind of trade you're trading? Um, I use the Bollinger Bands. I mean, when, when I see the price going uh, straight into the, the 20 standard deviation or even close above, which is the higher band or the, or the lowest band, uh, I'm expecting at some point the market to converge to the mean of the Bollinger Bands. I believe that the mean of Bollinger Bands is, yeah. is the same moving average as, you know, 14 days. or it dep- Generally, it's 21 or 14 days, the default um, settings of Bollinger Bands. I gotcha. I gotcha. So you just use the default in order to understand where the market is being pulled to. So in that case, are most of your trades shorter trades? Because I imagined that, you know, if you're you're just day trading and you're talking about mean reversion, that's something that can happen within a matter of minutes. So are you focused more so on day trading than swing trading? Um, Actually, I I don't have a lot, a lot of time to be focused on on low time frame and and trade uh, daily. Um, Um, I'm responsible actually for the risk here at the Fiverr's and Trader Pool. Um, and I don't have the time to be focused every single day to check what happens. However, you can also use a mean reversion looking at the daily or weekly charts. Okay, let's say uh, in the euro dollar, for example, uh, the, the last few weeks, uh, the market went down, you know, at least with no retracement. Um, like it went down maybe 6 or 7% from 1.09 to 1.05, something like that. And then th- this was an opportunity because we, we, we were at the top of the Bollinger Bands. We crossed the average and we touched the bottom of the Bollinger Bands. So at some point, you expect the price again to converge to the mean. And, and of course, you can use uh, the mean reversion uh, in, a, in a swing trade or, it, or you know, looking at the daily chart, which, uh, which, is, which is correct. I hear you. Okay. 
So I, I understand you don't have as much time. You know, you're you're running a lot of things. You're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. I'm sure. So you don't get every day as an opportunity to trade these kinds of things. So in terms of your in your terms of your preference, now that you've traded so many different kinds of products, do you find that these types of strategies work on everything that you've traded, or do you have a favorite that you use these types of strategies for? Very good question. Very good question because um, this is something we need to be very careful. When you look at the stocks market, for example, a stocks can go up 200%, 300% with at least no retracement. Okay, And of course, when a company bankrupts and don't have money, the stock can actually go from $20 to zero. Okay, And, and you can buy as long as you can. You will never recover your losses. So this type of strategy, when you can expect a mean reversion, works generally in small time frame, it's working all the time. But if you look at a longer time frame, like on daily or, um, or weekly, you need to find a market that is a cycle. Generally, the Forex market is a cycle. Okay, we know that the euro dollar, when we touch the bottom below one, for example, if we were at 0 0.95, the market cannot go like, like psychologically, Euro dollar cannot be as 0 0.5. You know, it, it should be balanced every single time. Um, so you need to find a market that is balanced, that the market cannot go bankrupt at some point. For example, in crypto, it's quite the same. There are some coins that went up 1,000% and then went down 900, uh, went down 90%. And, and here I can do nothing because the market will never go back to the mean. Uh, so you need to find a market that is cycle. The Forex market is a cycle, and I believe that the pairs that are more stable, like the euro, the dollar, the pound, the Forex, the major one, the major pairs, um, are the ones that, uh, let's say, uh, works a lot. Um, looking looking at, at, the, at the, the weekly chart and, and the monthly chart, the yen, I don't know if you see the yen, or the Japanese yen, what happens uh, recently. We yeah. went up, at least with no retracement. Yeah. At some point, the market will, will move back to the mean. We don't know when. Uh, I'm not talking about risk management here. But at some point, I believe that it will be a decade opportunity. You don't see the price moving up to the level of 2008 in a small amount of time with no retracement. So, of course, like retail traders will say, yeah, it's an uptrend, so I will buy step by step. But at some point, the big bank will come. And I, I heard also the Bank of Japan would actually stop to see... Uh, uh, they want to intervene in the market and say, yeah, we, we are not ready to see the, the Japanese yen uh, decreasing in value like that. And at some point, the market will probably crash and go back to the mean. So, so that's why, again, I repeat, if you want to use this reversion to the mean, you need to find um, a market which is cycle in general. Yeah. And I mean, the Japanese yen, it's a, it's a unique situation, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we often talk about that in, in the trading room. The, the, the Japanese yen is... They have their own problems at the Bank of Japan right now. So it's a very, very, very unique opportunity. Yeah. So you, you talk about products that, you know, don't necessarily have a cyclical kind of um, environment to them. So you're telling me you're not an avid Bitcoin trader. Is that right? Um, Bitcoin is the most stable crypto coin. So, so you know, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> this is a good question as well. But, but for example... <laughs> Solana, which is also at the big market cap, um, uh, market cap into the crypto, went down from 300 right. to, to 20. So uh, uh, Bitcoin also went down to 70,000 to around uh, 18,000. Uh, so crypto right. is a little bit more complex. Uh, 
we don't have a lot of data to the past to understand. If I will do something on crypto, because I'm also crypto uh, enthusiast, I believe in crypto in the long term, I, I will not sell, let's say. Uh, actually, selling the dollar yen or buying the dollar yen, I don't care because I'm not de- believing in the dollar much than the yen, for example. But in cryptocurrency, right. you know, I'm, it's like selling Apple when you believe in Apple. In, in, at, of course, there will be some retracement. The market will go back to the mean. But I told to myself I will never sell um, uh, any crypto and, of course, the, the Bitcoin. But um, to, to summarize, the, I prefer actually to not touch the crypto, uh, the crypto things to use this type of strategy, which actually I cannot say this is a cycle. I, I don't know. Agree, and I, and I think that's the best thing that we that we can say here. I'm I'm right there with you. Mostly, I trade derivatives and equities. Uh, whenever someone asks me about Bitcoin, I would love to give an opinion, but the reality is, I have no clue. I have, I have yeah. no clue. I can tell you support and resistance. It doesn't care. It doesn't care where what it does. Yeah. So, so talk to me a little bit about your perspective on some of your long term long term goals in terms of this strategy. How do you know? when this strategy is working for you, because, you know, a lot of people take this type, take these types of strategies and they might jump from this strategy with the Bollinger Bands to just using stochastics or using Heikiyashi bars versus time bars. How did you know what, when you were trading this strategy that this strategy works for you? Um, <clears throat> again, a very good question, but, um, Generally, it's 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 um, it's a mindset when you need to be very calm and 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 you know very um, let's say you need to believe in yourself when you do this strategy because the market generally you will go against the market. Okay, you will see a, a big a big movement on the upside, and you will come and say, "Yeah, I believe this is the end of the movement," and I will start selling. Most of the other traders will continue to buy because it's an uptrend and it's something that continue. I'm doing the opposite. Sometimes I, I don't wait for any confirmation, which you know sometimes can be very risky. So I'm not inviting you to do the same. You need to practice first of all using this type of mindset. I'm, I'm I don't like to say yeah use Bollinger Bands, use stochastics, uh, use a specific demon in in, in um, use specific zone in the market and it will work. I believe that what will work is first of all, the mindset that you're ready to take, okay? The mindset is the reversion to the mean. You expect the market to all the time make some retracement. The market is a wave um, and, and you want to take, let's say the, the highest point in the wave or the lowest point and then to expect the market to go back again to the mean. So no matter the, 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 the tools that you're using, if you have the mindset, you can use any any type of, of tool there are. There are like hundreds or even thousands uh, 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 indicators uh, avail- available. Um, the mindset is the the, thing, the, the, the most important thing. I, I, when you believe that you don't need to buy when you're the last one, okay? Because generally, when the market goes up, goes up, goes up, and you want to enter at the last point, generally the market will um, will make uh, will make you sad because the market will actually retrace when you enter, and the opposite side when it's going uh, on the opposite. Um, so first of all understand the concept, understand the theory, and then try to apply using your own indicators, your own personality. I have a personality that I'm, I will never trade breakouts. And Jordan is the same. I think we had a lot of uh, 
of interesting trading room together, yes. but he has the same mindset as me. And he's, he's doing, he's looking at different setups, but the mindset is the same. He, he don't expect that after 2%, 3% movement in a small amount of time, uh, the market will continue to go up. And we explained the, the, the same thing on, on a different manner, which is very, very interesting. So this is what I can say about, or I can help people using this type of mindset. Yeah, no, it's, it's so helpful to just think positively and think through things when you're pressing buy or sell in terms of, I am confident in this trade, I'm going to let this trade play out. That way I can see over time whether or not my strategy is successful. And you mentioned something there that I, that I really want to touch on from a risk management perspective. You know, when you're, when you're in these trades, you're not just in a trade, you're managing this trade. So what do you do when, say, the trade's working out for you, you see an entry, you see some kind of trigger, and you enter, it's going in your direction. What's going through your head when you're trying to manage that trade from a risk perspective? Okay. Um, first of all, my based on the theory, my target will be when we touch the mean. Okay. So basically, when the market goes up and it goes up, goes up, goes up, the mean will also goes up with the price. When the price will re revert and touch the mean, I will say I achieve my target. I can decide after if I believe the market can actually touch the, the lowest band of the Bollinger Band, which means we will break through the mean and, and go to the extreme zone uh, on the downside, for example, in my, if, if I'm selling. Um, the first thing is, is the target I'm, I'm selling, I'm telling to myself when the price goes back to the mean. I will be exiting the. I will do something. I will manage the position. I would probably exit 100%. I will exit 50% because I still believe the market can continue. Um, so this is for exiting the market. Uh, building the position using this type of mindset is much more difficult because you never know when the market will retrace. So that's why you need to um, set up a space when you're ready to execute. Generally, it's very difficult to say, yeah, my entry will be here. I, I fully believe the market will retrace here. Uh, and then you go like the full margin from the beginning. You need to give some space for the market because the market can continue against you a few hours or even a few days. And then the market will retrace. So you need to, to let, you need to give you some space. Sometimes you need to have some partial entry and you need to all the time calculate. Uh, and of course, you need to have your limit. Sometimes I'm wrong meaning I'm selling the market and the market continue to go against me. Um, so this is what I can say about the risk management uh, on this type of mindset. It's hard. It's not, it's not easy to do. And, you know, when, when you're in a position and it's going against you, to have that conviction to say, you know what, we're going to keep, we're going to keep on track, we're going to keep on course, we're going to focus on this, it's, it's a tough thing to do. And a lot of traders get very stressed and they panic and exit out of the trade. What do you, is there anything that you do for yourself? You talk about the mindset. Is there anything that you do strategy wise with your mindset to make sure, even if this trade's going against you at 4 p.m. when you shut down the computers, hmm. how are you making sure you get to sleep at night and not stress too much over it? I feel like so many traders stress over that kind of thing. Uh, I, I think at the end, everyone is affected by psychology. Someone that is telling, uh, yeah, you know, I'm 100% stable. I, my psychology is fine. I, I, I don't uh, rely on this guy. Um, but 
with with few years and and with some experience uh you know how to handle yourself okay i, I believe that generally when when you start trading you're not affected with psychology I, i don't know if you already like feel it but when i started trading options i was not affected by anything and then you understand yeah may, and you start asking in your mind yeah maybe the market can retrace here and maybe i did wrong maybe it was right and then you start thinking and thinking and thinking um and then sometimes you need to say yeah i i need to be uh when i started i mean like uh clueless and say i believe in what i do i'm clueless in in what's happening in my mind because this is human being uh all the time thinking and and time after time and with experience you will let your mind uh sleeping at night when you are in a position at 4 p.m. this is what i think <laughs> uh but of course <laughs> <laughs> if you have a big big position believe me when i was trading option and we are um, we were like uh, in in a trading you know trading room with uh, we were probably dozen of traders 12 or 13 if i remember when the oil market moved a lot in 2020 no one was sleeping at night <laughs> so uh <laughs> so the risk management was different uh but but at 3 a.m. you 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 wake up in the morning and you say yeah what's the price uh, basically So it depends what the volume wow. of the position, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, bigger dollar signs means less less sleep at the end of the day. And that's actually a great a, a great kind of segue there. You know, I trade oil from the derivatives market and in 2020 it was I mean it was crazy oil went negative yeah. for for futures traders and um I wasn't even in a trade. I could barely sleep that night. I had no idea, you know, I had no idea it was possible for for that kind of thing <laughs> yeah. to to even happen. So what what do you do, you know, th- that's a big opportunity for people to lose a lot of money, that's a big opportunity for people to make a lot of money, but everyone in their trading career has those kinds of moments where you get the really big winners and the really big losers. For your strategy, when you think something can really go, are you Like how do you decide those types of opportunities? This this opportunity could be a really big opportunity that makes my month or do you care about that? Are you just constantly trading the same way for each opportunity? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Um mm-hmm. I, I believe in consistency. I, I'm not believing in one large trade which uh, you will be millionaire at the end because if it happens and at, to to give you an example at the favors We are seeing every day these type of traders making 15 sometimes 20% per single day, okay? Per single day they are making 15 20% in a day. So of course they are risking a lot to reach that, but we 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 can also expect that in the next few days they will also lose 10%. Okay? That we that this is also something I I I type in Twitter which was interesting. I said I prefer to have a portfolio which make 5% return in a 1% volatility than someone making 20% in return but 50% uh volatility in the portfolio so i i prefer to reduce the the um the volatility in my portfolio in my trades and believe in consistency okay so i prefer to have small trade that all the time bring me a certain amount of of profit instead of going big all the time and expecting a big uh, volatility in my in my pnl so this is what what i think um about that o- of course sometimes you will have some unique opportunity 
when actually you can um, your 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 type of risk that you will be able to take will be a little bit higher. For example, the Japanese yen, I believe there is a very good opportunity there for which happen not a lot of time. Um, and I will go with it, I think. But uh, yeah, this is basically what I think. Consistency is the key. I don't believe that um, you can like make all the time very big winnings because at the end, there, there are also big losing streak and that affects psychology and, and hold the mindset that the trader can have. 100%. And, and, I, and I imagine those traders that are making 15, 20% a day, I'm sure they're very excited to make that. I would be incredibly excited to make it, but it's so, it's so hard to make that a consistent thing. So for your strategy, do you, do you think that, you know, are you trying to get one or 2% of the account per day? Or do you have that kind of goal daily? Is it a weekly goal? Um, like, like you said, I, I'm not trading daily, but if I remember uh, Ooh, right, when, right. I was, when I was trading options, which I think was a nice, um, uh, it's a nice, it was a nice experience. I had a daily loss set by the risk manager of the, of the desk, uh, which at the beginning was a certain amount. And time after time, when you get more experience and then when you start to understand the patterns and how the market behave and the pricing, you increase uh, the daily loss um, set per day, okay? Uh, we did not have an automation. That means when the daily loss, you reach the daily loss in your equity, you need to close the position. It's not like the poor firm today that when you, you go to the daily loss, the, more, the, 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 the account is closed automatically. Um, so the, so he, he was actually believing that you will close the position when you reach your daily loss. But we did not have any profit target. Okay, uh, I mean, you could do like 10% a day if you want. But we know that if you have like 1% uh, daily loss set, making 10% is quite uh, winning, to winning, you know, winning casino, winning lotto. So um, lot, yeah. of I, I said to myself every day that I was ready to, to close my session when I made around um, between two and three uh, at least that I won one time the daily loss that I had. It, it was between one and two. So let's say I, I could loss $500 per day. When I reach between $500 and $1,000 per day, sometimes higher, depends on the market moves, I would be closing my day, basically. Mm, okay. Okay, so it's like double so your goal was... the loss, yeah. Right, right. So your, your goal was just to take this daily loss limit and use that as a measure to see whether or not you were successful for that day. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, some people will say, yeah, this is my maximum daily loss. Uh, but I, you know, most of the time I was reaching the daily loss that I had, uh, which I I was believing in the, in the, the manager there. And he said, yeah, you know, try to, to play in the space uh that that we give you uh, if you reach 500 dollars which means you need to you need to exit the market and um and this is what we did uh every day of course there are some days that the market did nothing so i didn't touch anything but um but when i was going to 500 pnl 600 800 i had nice position i i would close the day and i could do it like in two hours and then the rest of the day i'm just analyzing the market for for the next day and so on 
I hear you. And so as as head of trading and risk management for the fibers and, and trade the pool, when you're building these types of strategies and you're helping traders to build that kind of strategy, is that what you suggest for most of your traders or does it change for each individual person? How do you handle that? Yeah, uh, basically in, in the fibers and trade the pool, there is um, uh, an overall drawdown that you cannot switch into the account. There are also daily loss or right. daily pros that we implement. Um, uh, Basically, we don't want a trader reaching in one position your uh, his daily loss or his daily pause. So you need all the time to to give you um, few shots before you reach into into this type of uh, of rules, daily loss, daily pause, whatever it is. Um, generally, you need to give depend if you're it's of, of course depend if you're a day trader or a swing trader according to uh, how much you can risk. Uh, but let's take an example as a day trader, which uh, you cannot lose more than 5% per day. Um, I told to the guy, you don't need to risk more than around 0.5%, between 0.3% and 0.5% of the overall account. Okay. Um, of course, in myself, when I when I was trading myself for a few times before I joined the Fibers, uh, I, I was not risking more than two percent per trade of the overall uh capital i had and two percent was the maximum which means i had some trade which was one percent zero point five percent but two percent uh is the maximum risk as was ready to take uh for one position and one position means the overall position the building position because i don't have only one entry i have generally i give me some space to enter the market the overall exposure that i had in one position was maximum at 2% of the overall uh, capital. Right. So keeping that conservative understanding of risk has really helped build a lot of successful traders. Now, now Ruben, I know you don't have much time, my friend. So I, I have to ask, you know, you've been yeah. so successful as a trader yourself and helping to build other traders from a strategy perspective or from a risk management perspective. What's the most important thing that we haven't talked about today? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think about this question. Um, so let me think. Um, we talk about consistency, which is very important. Which we talk about patience. Yes. So let me think about something we didn't talk actually. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe we talked if about everything. I, I don't know. Maybe you need to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you had to. You know, if you're if you're looking at some traders that are really they're not performing well, okay. you know, they have they might have the beginning of a good strategy. They might have a beginning of risk management. You got top three things that you want to tell them yeah. that that can really improve their trading, their strategy. One is that consistency. Another is the patience. What's the third? Um, that they need to implement. Maybe they need to implement their own uh Personal, personalized uh, strategy or mindset. Um, meaning, when I look at myself, I, I was all the time able to to use the theory of, of mean reversion. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone else, according to his personality, will not like at all doing that, and it will be a failure, for example. Um, so maybe looking at, at yourself, uh, there are some traders that are more stressful than others. That doesn't mean that they will not be successful. 
Um, and sometimes a specific strategy or a specific mindset um, is better for a specific trader. So, um, of course, there is a, you will see a lot of different strategy in internet, in YouTube. Ah, ICT. There is a lot of things. I don't know what the name. I, I, I S, SMC and stuff like that, um, which are fine. But but I'm not finding myself into that. I'm finding myself into what I know that I I'm good at. at what I do. <laughs> um, so may, maybe believe in, in what you know um, and what you can handle in the market. Don't do something that you, you don't know what to explain you. Uh, I will not be able to, if someone tell me, yeah, do my strategy, it will work. Maybe it's working for him. It will not work for me, uh, basically. Thank you so much, Ruben. I think that's a beautiful place to end, brother. I know that you don't have much time, so I really appreciate you meeting with me here today. It has been such a pleasure. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here at Trade Delicious. If you like what you saw, if you like what you heard from Ruben, he does come on from time to time to talk to us through his trading room. It's always such a pleasure to have you guys here. Uh, As always, please trade well and trade delicious. We will see you guys on the other side. I'll see you. Thank you so much, Ruben.